With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And and Mel read today's passage, which is 1 Peter chapter 1. We'll be reading verses 17 through 23. And we'll be skipping around a little bit, uh, especially towards the end. There, there, are, there are a couple of things that I, um, I think about this passage. There, there are four things that have of, of, of great contrast as Peter writes the passage that we'll be reading today. And I, I want us to think about the things I will say as we read the passage. Number one, the difference between a life in captivity and a life free A life perishable and a life unperishable. A life that is tainted to that of which, to that of a life being set apart. And the fourth one is a life that is defective to that of an unblemished life. So let's begin reading. My clicker is not working, so just bear with me. <laughs> Since you call on the Father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your life as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before creation of, of before the creation of the world, but was revealed in this last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. There, there are several things that, that I thought about in today's passage. One of them is a life that is a life that is lived in captivity. Verse seventeen, as we read, talks about living here as foreigners and yet being sanctified and obeying the Lord. The word for foreigner in verse seventeen is actually the word used to signify a, a person living in exile. 
Now, as Peter was writing this, he wasn't just referring to those Christians who were living in exile away from Israel, but also from the true home, which is a home in heaven. Foreigners or exile here has a double meaning. He also talks about being redeemed. Now, the word redeemed means ransom. Usually, a ransom was paid to release someone from captivity. And the word that he uses here in Greek has a lot of connotations with slavery. Peter is showing here that we are, we are slaves to sin, handed down from birth by our ancestors. And yet, we are redeemed. And the only thing that could redeem us is, like verse 19 says, the precious blood of Christ. A lamb without blemish or defect. I thought about two things. About sacrifice and about love. Of course, Peter is writing this letter to the churches who are in exile, the Christians who are in exile, both here on earth and from heaven. Meaning they're still alive, meaning they are corporeally, they're here. See, the thing about, the, the odd thing about sacrifice is that you have to sacrifice something of value in order to redeem, in order to ransom, right? Um, I thought about a lamb, as you can see in the picture, and about a farmer who goes out and he looks for livestock, and he looks for the best lamb that there is to, to buy and to, uh, to hold on to and to feed so that that lamb will grow and be strong. That farmer has to ransom, right? Has to pay either money or some sort of value in order to get that lamb. Now imagine being a farmer and going to, to the market and looking for a lamb that is missing a lamb, missing a leg. Now people would find it a little bit odd that you would pay for a lamb who is of little value, a lamb that is sick or is defective. Now imagine, imagine doing this. Imagine not just buying the lamb, but giving your life for a defective lamb. See, things that are worthy of sacrifice are of great value. 
And this exchange is not equal. It's not fair. You cannot mend brokenness through mediocrity. A crippled lamb cannot make up for a less crippled lamb, nor a less crippled lamb make up for a crippled one. Only a perfect lamb would do. Only a perfect lamb is worthy of the altar. Verse 20, Peter goes all out and he just says it. He was chosen before the creation of the world. He was revealed. Notice in verse 19, he says, Christ is the lamb without blemish, without defects. Only Jesus was worthy. He was chosen. He was set aside. And this is what holiness and sanctification is set aside. If we are called to be holy people, we are called to be redeemed people. We are called to be set aside for sacrifice. The love of God not only purifies, it burns. The love of God is something that, in essence, destroys you. It burns you from the inside out. And yet it makes you a new person. But all this connotation of sacrifice and holiness has to do with a deeper meaning of love. Verse 22 says, Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love of one another deeply from the heart. Love is key. When I read about this, when I read verse 22, I'm reminded of another verse in the Bible. And it's found in John chapter 21, verses 15 through 18. And I just want to kind of give you a glimpse of what happened before reading the verse. Jesus was crucified. And he was glorified again and resurrected. And so he appeared to the disciples. In this instance, the disciples were out fishing the boat. And... Jesus appears, and for far away, he tells him, well, you're trying to catch fish, but you're not catching anything. Do it over here. You know, it's like, if you just do it two inches this way, you, you're good. And so they obeyed. And Scripture says that when the disciples threw their nets, 
oh, they, they caught so much fish. But, but also it describes what Peter did. Peter saw Jesus from afar, and it says that he leaped outside the boat. And it's sort of reminiscent of when Jesus was walking on water and Peter wanted to go to Jesus and, and he wasn't sure and yet he saw Jesus walk on water and he decided to step outside the boat and yet he was terrified. Scripture says that Peter walked a little bit and then his, face la- his faith trembled and he sank down. But in this instance, Peter jumped out of the boat when he saw Jesus. And he came to him. Scripture tells us that afterwards, at the shore, they saw a fire and they were, they were cooking the fish that they just caught. And, and as they were having this fellowship meal together, first time they saw, or the time that they saw a resurrected Christ having a meal with him, what a wonderful picture that is. Jesus turns and asks Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, of course I do. Jesus says, feed my sheep. Feed my lamb. And then Jesus asks him again, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, I, you know, I, I love you. And Jesus says, tend my sheep. Take care of my sheep. And one last time, Peter, uh, Jesus looks at Peter and he says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? As if telling Peter, I want you to look into my eyes. See the glorified Christ. And truly know what it is to love deeply. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted When you were younger, you dressed yourself and you went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Now, I want to read 1 Peter Chapter 1, verse 24, the last verse. And see how similar this is. For all people are like grass. And all the glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. Love is an extraordinary thing. And some may say love is a tricky and really... Um, interesting and confusing thing.
A new life brings hope. But you, you never think about, you tend to not think about the end of life. When Jesus talks about sacrifice and love and holiness, being redeemed, and also loving, he's telling us to love one another like we love him. I, I, I had a dream where, as a church, we were um, as a church, we were with people, and we were doing activities outside, and new people were coming in, and, and we were just loving on people. But in this dream, I get a sense of what love truly is, because it wasn't, it wasn't loving people in order to get something out of them. It wasn't loving people so that we can get them to come to church. It was it was more ingrained and more deep than that. It was it was a sort of love, like saying my love for you is the same love that reminds me of my love for him. So so yesterday we went to have the ultrasound, and. And this is, this is the baby, the little girl. And she, and she was, and she was very, um, uh, she was moving and she was, she had a lot of activity and which is great for, you know, the ultrasound. And as I saw the picture, I imagined the same kind of love that, that kind of just shook me. See, when I saw the picture, I knew that I love my child, not just as a father loves his child. I, no, I, I love her because, because of my love for my wife. If we are to minister the the world, first we have to be we have to be in right relationship with Christ. If we are to make a deep impact in people's lives, they have to see Christ in us. They have to see, they have to see that broken lamb, that imperfect, defective lamb being redeemed. And they'll say, that's, mm, I also want to be redeemed. And the second thing that they have to see from us is that love, that when you look at someone who is imperfect and defective as you were, they have to see that love of Christ. And from our perspective, from our perspective is when we look at those who are lost, not only do we love them, but we love Christ in them. Love is an interesting and wonderful and also scary thing. True love should remind us of the newness of life, 
complete with the end of life. Love is the complete package. I just, I just love, again, the word love. <laughs> I, I, I like what Peter says, verse 24. For all people are like grass, and all the glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. During Mission Advance, we talked about what season are you in your stage of life? Are you in winter? Or are you in spring and summer? We are in various seasons in our lives. Seasons change with time. People change with time, both physically and emotionally. And I can't help it but just say oh, how true this is. We are all like grass. And all our glory is like the flowers of the field. See, grass withers and the flowers fall. Verse 25 says, But the word of the Lord endures forever. That is the word of hope, word of love, a, a word of admonition, a, a love of uh, word of correction. I, I guess the point is, we are called to be a separate people, a holy people, a people set aside to be worthy of sacrifice. And the other thing is love. When you look at your friends, love them. Love them like you love Christ. That's the whole reason Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Peter said yes. And Jesus says, well, tend my sheep. But it's more than that. We are to look at our enemies, the people that accept us, the, the, the people that trouble us, the people that say hurt things to us and do things that, disagree, that we disagree with. And yet we have to love them like Christ said, feed my sheep. I don't know about you, but I want that kind of love. That love is real. That is what the world needs. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray. I pray, Lord, that... Uh, that you would just give us 
you would give us, you will provide to us chances and times where we can love on people. Father, I pray that you would give us people in our lives who are hurt, who are imperfect, who are defective. May we love them with that kind of love where we look at you, Jesus, when you ask us if we love you. Father, I pray that throughout our seasons of our lives, knowing for well that we're like grass, like flowers in the fields, they, they wither with time, but your word endures forever. Your word is what maintains us. Oh Lord, there, there's a just an open field outside. And I pray that we would just, just, just use us, love, Lord. Use us through your love. I pray, Lord, that you would just provide hope, that you would provide redemption, that you would provide joy, that you would provide comfort in the seasons of our lives. Lord, and I pray for the great things that you have planned for us. For your great. Your grace endures forever. Oh, Father, move through us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Go and know that God loves you. You're dismissed. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.